My name is Trip Gorman, and welcome to the final episode of a two-part Simia VC series about investing in Argentina. Despite having many unicorns like Globant and Mercado Libre, Argentina is often looked down upon by international investors, and for good reason. Argentina has among the world's highest taxes, highest inflation, and most restrictive foreign currency regimes. But through these two interviews and an accompanying executive summary, I hope to ease some of these fears by outlining the legal and operational strategies to both circumvent and even take advantage of these aforementioned worries. In this episode of SMEVC, I spoke with Nicolas Malumian, a partner at Malumian and Associates. Among his many legal specialties, Nicolas works with venture capitalists and technology founders to build and invest across Latin America. He is the author of several articles and books in Spanish on tax and legal regulations of investment and financial transactions, and one book in English titled Trust in Latin America. He's also lectured at more than 130 conferences in Latin America, the Caribbean, Europe, and the United States. In this episode of SMEVC, we discuss the benefits and disadvantages between a C-Corp in the United States, the ETVE regime in Spain, and a Cayman or BVI holding company. How specific legal strategies navigate around Argentina's restrictive foreign currency regime and use a favorable exchange rate. Why safe notes aren't allowed if a company is solely registered in Argentina and why building in Argentina and exporting abroad is a phenomenal strategy. We discussed all this and more in this episode of SMIA VC. Nicholas, could you start by telling the audience a bit more about your work history up to and including your current role? Well, um, I started being a tax king. I worked for nine for PwC, and then I started my own firm working from legal and tax structures for mainly, I would say, cross-border transactions and financing. And we worked for private equity for many years. And then we started working for, as a natural development, I would say, for venture capital, because we have the practice of creating limited partnership, holdings outside of Argentina, making cross-border loans and cross-border financing. So for us, it was something like one day we woke up and we were working for venture capital and it was something like natural. Mm -hmm. So could you tell the audience, because this this is part of a series about investing in Argentina and how this all works, could you tell the audience some of the elementary components of how venture capital operates, how tech operates in Argentina with respect to the high taxes, multiple government-mandated exchange rates, and rapid inflation? Well, we have a complex environment, as you, as you mentioned. Um, I, I, I will make many comments. The first one is when money is coming outside of Argentina, I would say most of the cases you need to create a holding company outside of Argentina to receive the funds. Uh, most of venture capital funds, VC funds, will not make an investment directly in an Argentine company. They will request you to have a company as a holding for your Argentine company that will provide services probably at a very competitive price, but will not be the right place to have the holding for your older group. So the obvious the place is, is to go when you're Argentine is your neighborhood. So probably you will want to expand to Brazil, to Colombia, to Chile. Depends on, on Uruguay, Paraguay, depending on if you are in the software services industry or you're in the biotechnological industry. Biotechnological, again, what we see in the practice will go to Brazil for obvious reasons. Uh, and probably software as a service will go to other places before. But the holding for that for that uh, regional group will not be in Argentina. The choices we have seen are the first and most obvious one, a C-Corp in the United States. 
Of course, you will have to pay taxes in the United States, 21% tax at the level of the company, and then 30% tax on the distribution dividends if there is no if there is no double taxation treaty. But it's, it's, it's a place that you know that venture capital funds will accept as a holding and will like it a lot. Um, second obvious place maybe is Spain, because Spain has a good holding regime which is the ETBE regime in Spain, and you have plenty of other taxation treaties between Spain and, uh, um, and Latin American companies. And then you have other options. Well, you might use Cayman or BVI. The obvious advantage is there's no taxation there. The obvious problem is that most probably in order to register a BVI or a Cayman company in Latin American countries, you will face difficulties because it's considered a, a low or new taxation jurisdiction, and that will create restrictions on where you can register that company as a shareholder of the Dutch American companies. Um, this last point is not minor stuff, because if you want to make a transfer of US dollars and to get the actual value of your dollars and not the official rate, which is, I would say half, it depends on the conditions, but just to give a rough idea, I would say it's half the, your money, then the capital contribution is a great idea. It's the legal way to obtain the actual value for your dollars from abroad to Argentina. And, and in order to do that, you will need to register that company that's making that contribution okay, uh, to the Argentine company. Having a holding outside of Argentina will provide you with much more flexibility regarding the corporate law. That means if you want to sign a safe, a keys or an equivalent contract, I would say you cannot do it uh, in Argentina because of restrictions in, in, in our corporate law. And of course, you can do it with the C Corp, obviously, the most obvious comment, but that comparison is also important. You have, as you mentioned, you have foreign exchange restrictions that should be considered. You have tax considerations, of course, and you have, if you want a more flexible, you're looking for a much more flexible corporate law that will allow you to provide stock option plans much easier than Argentina or to provide the, uh, to, to sign a safe or a keys that's not possible in Argentina. So that's another reason for using a, a, a holding company. Although I don't have uh, as much as experience as in Argentina as in other countries, I would say that many other Latin countries, you will face something, a similar situation, okay? Maybe not as extreme, but probably VC funds will require you to have a holding outside of other Latin American countries. So creating the right regional holding company will be a good idea from the Argentine perspective and the perspective of other Latin American countries. I love that. Thank you for that, that initial background. I I have to ask, could you tell us more about um, the, the currency restrictions? There's the bond rate, there's the blue rate, there's the official rate. Um, in, in what ways can companies bring money into Argentina and, and which different rates and, and what type of company affects that? And uh, could, you, could you go into a little more depth on that? Well, we have an exchange rate for every single day of the year, okay? Uh, I, I heard once that in Rome you have a church for every single day of the year. Well, we have an exchange rate for every single day of the year. I would say that mainly we have two exchange rates. The one you obtain, as you mentioned, 
the real value, the actual value using bonds. I mean, you purchase bonds outside of Argentina and you sell them in Argentina. That will mean that you will get paid for each of your US dollars. You will be paid the actual value of the US dollars. Uh, in order to do so, you should not be subject to the obligation of what is called the liquidation of the uh, foreign exchange. Okay, that means you should not be subject to obligation to bring your US dollars to Argentina and to exchange them for the official rate, which again, as a general rule, will be half the value of the real one. So as you mentioned, if, if, if you are an Argentine company and you're receiving an investment, uh, clearly you would like to receive that investment as a capital contribution. Why? Because you will be able to use the procedure you mentioned buying and selling the bonds and obtaining something in the region of today will be something in the region of 300 pesos and please this is just a rough estimate in order to provide an example and not 150 as it will be the official rate today the official rate and the and the actual are a little bit higher but to give you the idea to the audiences why we are so interested in being able to use this bond procedure of purchasing a bond and selling it because we obtain a, a much better, even double the rate we will obtain if we go through the formal process. This procedure is absolutely legal as long, and I insist on uh, that's a key fact, as long as you are not doing something that requires the transformation of the exchange of pesos in, or dollars into pesos. I, and, and which is the perfect example? Well, if you make um, an exportation of assets or services, then the payment for that exportation should be brought to Argentina and should be transformed in official. So if you're receiving a capital contribution, you will receive the actual value for your dollars. If you are selling a service, when the general rule will be, you will be receiving the official rate. Okay, I know if I made myself, I made myself clear with that. I love it. Thank you. I want to talk a little bit more about Argentina as a cost center in, in terms of a technology company. What sorts of companies does this, does this idea of Argentina being a cost center uh, kind of really make sense? And then this idea of expanding into other countries around Latin America. So Argentina is a cost center, money being put in and there's no tax. And then also this idea of rapidly going to other markets like Brazil. Absolutely. Well, in our experience, is uh, Argentina's included efficient cost service for software as a service. If you need people working on creating the algorithm, creating the software, uh, this is an included efficient place to have that people working. Um, we have also seen that it's incredibly efficient for the second case we have a lot is biotechnology. I mean, if you want to have a lab here in Argentina, uh, we made a comparison for a client, a lab in Argentina, compared with a lab in Missouri. And although there are, of course, there are advantages in being in Missouri, please don't take me wrong, and there are plenty of reasons to be in Missouri. And we, in fact, the client of us has a lab in Missouri because they have certain advantages, which are undeniable. But regarding costs, regarding costs, here was in, in with almost 20% of or less than the cost in the US. Again, you have advantages in the US, there are reasons to use the US, but if what you're looking for is, in this case, the, 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 uh, to run tests regarding certain biotechnology, uh, well, then Argentina was uh, efficient regarding the, the, the people you have, 
and, and the level of English you have here and, and, and the level of lab you can develop here in order to produce or to, to, to you know, generate or create that technology. And what would be the taxes on a situation like that when a company's operating in Argentina and they're losing money because they're spending all this money on R&D? Well, if, if you're receiving capital contributions, you're losing money, then there will be no income tax. Okay. Uh, we The asset tax that used to exist, that was similar to, and I emphasize this rough analogy with the um, minimum uh, or the minimum tax in the U.S., does not exist anymore in Argentina. So most probably you will not be subject to any, and you won't have the a tax that is uh, at the level of provinces. Provinces, if you want, are the equivalent to states in the United States. Uh, you won't have uh, ingreso brutos or gross income tax. You won't have it. So the point is you should be able to prove that you are in a startup process that you're starting with the company and then it's reasonable to be receiving capital contributions and losing money so it's something you can support and explain for the first years but then at a certain point uh, you will be in the situation to explain why you are all losing money might might be because in the case of startups uh, it could happen that you are losing money for years, but then you have to be able to prove to the tax authorities that that's the actual real situation. Okay, we are working in order to create a situation that will allow us to earn money, but it's not the case anymore. In that case, you will be in a pretty advantaged situation. Just let me make a second comment. What we have seen is when we have the holdings in the U.S., this is maybe maybe a technicality, but something we have seen a lot is we we should change our companies to SRL, Sociedad Responsable Limitada, and not Sociedad Anonymous, not SAs, because that allows you in the US to do the check the box to take the expenses of the Argentine company as your own in the US. So if you check plenty of big companies, including Mercado Libre or Ford Motor, are SRLs in Argentina. That's something we insist a lot when we create the holding to Trump for the Argentine company. So you, you are able to take those expenses of Argentina in the in the foreign company. Okay. So you that that's one, one of the reasons we are asked why such big companies are SRLs and not Sociedad Anonima. Well, that's a tough reason. You can do the check the box and you can get these expenses of this company that is losing money, use those expenses in the US. I love it. I wanted. I want to um, ask a follow up on some of the things you said before. So we've discussed kind of the Argentine company with connection to the same company that has a holding in the U.S., Spain, or in in the Caribbean. Could we could we uh, go over very quickly, really what that importance is for both the VCs who want to pull their money out at some point and the company? Just just the you know the pro the the pros of all the reasons why these companies have this kind of split model. Well, the very first thing that will happen is that you will have to allocate funds among the companies. I mean, if you have a cost center in Argentina and then you have a company earning money, just an example, Brazil happens a lot. And then we have to, we want to go to Colombia, just an example. We will have to move money from the uh, Brazilian company to the Argentine one to pay for the services and then to the Colombian company or the, this, to create the new Colombian company. So having the right holding will allow you to move the money up to the holding. 
do not have in that jurisdiction for exchange rules that will restrict you that movement of funds, not to, to have a reasonable or efficient, at least, tax situation that, that those dividends or capital reductions or distributions are not heavily taxed, so you have money left in order to make your investment. And, and ideally, to have that holding being the owner of everything will allow you to do the IPO or to sell your company in a very, what well, the expression in Spanish is a very tidy way. I will say a very efficient way probably will be the right expression in English because then someone walks in and says, hey, I want to buy all your companies. And you have, well, I do have my holding. It is the owner of everything. And as long as I sell you that company that can reallocate funds among the operative companies efficiently, I will be selling you the whole thing. And well, those are the other substances, helping you to move funds among the operative companies that they needed, pay for the service efficiently. And if you want to do the APO or, or do the sell, the, the, the cash event, if you want, uh, that will allow you to sell the holding company and, and easily and fast. And I want to clarify, so from when VCs who are abroad, when they're investing in an Argentine company, where is that money going? Well, the money, formally speaking, will go from the VC fund to the holding company. If you have a C corp in US, it will be an internal movement. It won't even as as from from those who are, I mean who um, when you work with banks, you have an expression there. This it's not a swift, it's an ABA. I mean, it will be a movement between two American uh, accounts. And you won't even have to make an international transfer, okay? And that money will stay there till it's needed, and that's a key point. Will be there still needed under the legal and foreign exchange regime of the United States till you have to make a contribution in Brazil, Colombia, or wherever, okay? And you will use it, and, and probably you will pay a lot of expenses from there. And in in, in cases you want to create a, an operative company in the United States because you are either selling or you need services from the United States, as in case of biotechnology, well, the money is already in the United States and you can do it. In fact, one of the things we see, which is not used by traditional VC funds, but from HL investors or or alternative investors, if you allow me the expression is that they have pesos in Argentina or they have reais in Brazil and they make the contribution in the local company. But there is one of the reasons they're doing, of course they do it because they like the company, the project, obviously, but one of the reasons they do or one incentive to do it is that then they will exchange that uh, contribution to local company for shares in the, in the holding company. So at the end of the day, the person had reais or her pesos, he transferred to the local company. The company used that to produce software, to you know go, go on gaining knowledge, whatever he the startup needs. Uh, and, and then they will make the, a, an exchange of that right for shares in the holding company. So the day of the IPO, the day of the selling of the company, the, the local person who made the investment will be selling the foreign the foreign shares, and that's a huge incentive. We have been incredibly successful um, gaining traction for investments for 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 in, both in Brazil and Argentina with that structure. Now I want to talk a little bit about the Argentine market. So what are, what are the advantages and disadvantages of building a technology company like exclusively in the Argentine market? And then what are some of the incentives for companies to quickly build a footing in places like Colombia, Mexico, or Brazil that have Argentine founders? Well, the advantage of Argentina is that 
to fail, which is something that you should be preparing the startup world, is cheap. That's simple. I mean, uh, we have seen it. We have seen companies, one of the most, I would use the word shocking case I saw in my whole life was three young persons. And uh, well, my, my, my younger son says who anybody who is above 20 is old, but I have another, another consider, I mean, I have another idea of who is old and who is young. But anyway, uh, three young persons said, okay, we are creating, they got out of the university, they sat down in an apartment and they started an algorithm and they start doing uh, trading, okay? And they start hiring services and, and you can see the amount of money they spend in order to create the company, hire lawyers, have tax advice and, 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 and put in place plenty of contracts and then hire people to help them. And you compare with the amount of money you would have needed in somewhere else in the world. And it's, it's like, um, I was listening to a, a, a great friend of mine, he's an expert on intellectual property. He traveled to India and he was saying exactly the same thing. I say, when you see how cheap it is to create software there, well, same thing here. I don't know if we are cheaper or not than India. I never made a comparison. And again, I want probably India, I'm, I'm, I'm not, talking about India, talking about Argentina, saying probably the big advantage is it's cheap. I mean, you will hire people and get services and get everything in place. So, but then as, as you mentioned, when you want to grow, the the Argentine market is far from it that big. So probably you will start looking for Brazil or Colombia, which are much bigger uh, markets. Okay. One of the things that I will say is, I have seen, and I think it's, it's perfectly reasonable, I have seen people starting with internationalization with Uruguay. I say, well, but come on, you, 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 you think that the Argentine market is small, why? Well, you get the practice of being international. You create your holding, you create your second company, you create everything there, you hire people in another country, you start learning how to move the funds, how the money gets out, gets in, how which are the problems on which you have practice and what the bank will request you and what's the know your client with an international bank and so on and so on. So when you get ready, you're ready to go to Brazil, which is a much bigger country. Well, you've been trained, which is not minor stuff, okay? I love this. Do you have any examples of companies that have started from Argentina and you, you know, you have experience or, or knowledge on, on what strategies they use and what experience they have doing this exact thing? Uh, well, we have uh, the, 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 the obvious case of a international company is um, BioEuris, which is one of our clients, which they started, they created, uh, they needed technological knowledge and experience that was only available. I'm not if only available, but I think it was not available in Argentina. So we created the holding in the US. That holding in the US created a, a, an operative company with a lab in Missouri. Um, we were able to show that we have these two labs, the one in Argentina and the one, we, the one in Missouri. And with that holding company in the US, it, uh, we start asking for contributions to Argentine partners, and we were incredibly successful in, 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 in doing so because they saw that we have the holding in place. And then the second stage in this case, as a biotechnological company, 
you need a much longer period of time in order to have a minimum viable product. Okay, it's completely different from software service that you, you might have a product with your computer from your home. This is not the case. And then you, you can start thinking about going to other markets. That's that's a perfect example of how, if, if it were software as a service, we have a, a case of a client of software as a service that they started from Argentina, they moved to the cloud, which is today, maybe five, 10 years ago, that was a move. Like, wow, we will lose control of our servers. Today, you say such a thing and people laugh, okay? Like, who cares what a server is? But uh, again, and they started, they started with Mexico. They started with Mexico. Mexico was a huge success. It took a lot of time for them to, to, to be able to move forward after Mexico. And, 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 and one of the problems they had is we have such a huge company in Mexico that they start asking, do we want to anything else? And they, they moved to the US and then they moved to the rest of Latin America. Uh, but, but that was a perfect example of someone started very, very small in Argentina, very low cost, moving to Mexico, growing a lot Mexico, a lot. That's a huge market for service, for software services. Uh, and have most of, I would say most of our clients in the software as a service are looking more, are looking for Mexico because, you know, if you're good there, then you will expand to the rest of the region comfortably. What else do you think we should cover? I think we, I mean, what you prefer. I, I would say, I would say um, we we should take advantage of the of the situation in Argentina in which you have, um, I mean, good people and good services at the incredibly competitive price. And as you mentioned at the beginning, we should protect ourselves from some other conditions. We can do that. That's, I think if, if you want me to summarize in one line, okay, Hey, creating the right holding company outside, you will be investing in that company. You will in the future selling that company and that company could have uh, interaction with plenty of Latin American and, and, and have a regional company and a very efficient one. If you want the bottom line, is that achievable? Yes, it is. That's perfectly possible. There we go. So finally, I have to ask Peter Thiel's famous contrarian question with a uniquely Simia VC twist. What important truth about Argentina or Latin America do very few people agree with you on? Wow. What's important truth about Argentina? Very few people agree with me. Hmm, I don't know if I have a secret or something like that. Um, I would say... Most probably, the, the great to this discussion is um, Argentina has an incredible technological development that is unknown. Okay, uh, that happens a lot, a lot with again biotechnology. That happens us a lot with plenty of areas of knowledge. Uh, I will I will quote that one that is very close to my heart, and, and that was geology. We have uh, companies of geological services, uh, some of them big clients of mine, and we have a huge knowledge and a huge development and a, and, and a huge capacity to provide those services. Um, and, and, and people look at like, 
what you're talking about and and we are included again and we're included competitive with our with our prices and that's a perfect example if you can hit that if you want concentration that nucleus of knowledge and people uh, then you will obtain huge incredibly good services for incredibly competitive prices and um, probably i would say i don't know if all but most but a lot of people will say like no i don't think so and and i think that that you have an opportunity there definitely amazing nicolas thank you so much for taking the time to come on the smia vc podcast for a very special argentine focused episode okay hopefully it will be helpful for anyone who wants to do anything with argentina or work with argentina I think it will be. Thank you for watching this episode of Cine VC. My name is Trip Gorman. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you view the podcast. And don't forget to check out our newsletter, DealFlow LA, which can be found by going to dealflow.la.